0: to the DL Gaming
1: Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm
0: literally melting. <laughs> it is that hot in here. Yep. Oh, well, it is August.
1: Yeah. It, um at work today it was uh ninety eight. Ninety eight in a valley. Wow. Yeah. You know, I'm so busy at work that I use I usually don't matter or don't don't pay attention to it till I actually like sit down, like take a break or something. Mm-hmm. And then this just sweltering just begins, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we are missing Nick and Christian today. So just the two of us, like the old days. <laughs> yep. What are
1: we going to do with ourselves, man?
0: <laughs> Whatever we want. All right. Well, let's get right to it, man. Let's talk about some games. So on the radar, got a few games here that I wanted to bring up. The first one has a ridiculous name. 2D and top D.
1: (laughs) That reminds me of uh, Ibn Ab.
0: Yeah, and that's what this game reminded me of, too. You have these two characters. It's a puzzle platformer, and the view shifts. It goes from 2D to a three-dimensional view. It reminds me a little bit of other games that have done that, like Fez. Fez? Fez? uh, Fez. Fez. Fez, but that changes the angle. So you see 2D of one side, and then you walk around the corner, and you see... 2D, from, but from another side. So it's, it's actually a three-dimensional world. Um, this actually tilts up a little bit. So it goes from a platformer to, I don't know, almost like a top-down, more of a top-down isometric angle. It's it, pretty cool. Yeah, I, I really like those games where you go through a world and then you can switch to a shadow world or something. Guacamelee did this. Contrast did this. A lot of games were doing this. A lot of uh, platformers were doing this, like, I don't know, six or seven years ago.
1: Yeah, uh, actually Unbound, the game that I have on uh, my uh, list, also does something similar. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, Top D, and or 2D
0: and Top D. And it's spelled like T-O-O-D-E-E, but it sounds like 2D and... A uh, top D, in, like 3D, I guess. I don't know. Coming out August fourth, so just a few day, di- uh, just a few days here, and no price point just yet. But given the graphics, I can't imagine this being that expensive.
1: Yeah, twelve ninety nine. I'm, I'm saying. Yeah,
0: but I it do- it looks like a fun little co op game.
1: Yeah, it totally does. Hopefully, the uh, puzzles complement the, um, the mechanic. Uh, yeah,
0: that's what it really comes down to.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'll just go right into it. Underworld, uh, Unbound, Unbound World, Worlds Apart. Well, somebody on our Discord um, threw this up there and said that he had, um, backed this on Kickstarter. And now it's an actual game that's coming out on Steam pretty soon. And it looks a lot like, uh, or maybe Ori and the Blind Forest. Um, I'm not sure if it's a Metroidvania, but it's definitely a platformer. Um, looks like hand-drawn artwork. Uh, very cool. But, it looks like, exactly what you were talking about, Bobby, he makes these bubbles that are another reality. And so it changes the reality that he's trying to tra- traverse. Mm-hmm. So there's like a part where like a boulder is rolling towards him. He does his little bubble thing and it's a smaller thing. It's a smaller rock or sometimes it's a completely different object altogether. That he, and that's how he gets around it. Um, it's got pretty good reviews. I think it's like a 88% right now. Uh, cute little character. Uh, the looks character good. looks so familiar. He looks like an eighties
0: character from a cartoon, or I think I saw it on a cereal box that hooded, hooded character.
1: It's uh Orko from He-Man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's who I'm thinking yep. of. That's <laughs> exactly who I'm thinking of. I'm yeah. surprised you, you got that from my limited description. Well, that's
1: only because I just watched Master of the Universe on Netflix oh. <laughs> and Orko was my favorite character. He looks so cool. You know, him. Orko and the Black Mages from Final Fantasy III, they they look so similar. Mm, Do you know what yeah. I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, Final Fantasy III, one of the only Final Fantasies I've played.
1: The only, right?
0: Maybe. God, have I played another Final Fantasy? But you played
1: Chrono Trigger all the way through, right?
0: Not all the way through. Oh. I still got to beat that game. But it's so
1: fucking epic, dude. Like, the ending is... Man. Really? I might have been the first one that made me cry. Wow. Um, there's a full thing on on uh, on your phone. There's a full conversion. Well, I have, I have the
0: conversion on Steam of mm. Final Fantasy three and Chrono Trigger, and I've started playthroughs, and I don't know... I, I've done this twice with Final Fantasy 3 I've played it once on an emulator and then again on Steam, and the Steam version has changed. It's the mobile version. A lot of people weren't happy about it. It's fine with me. They changed some of the dialogue. The character art looks a little different. I don't know. I didn't care, but I... I played halfway through the game, which is like, I don't know, 10, 12 hours. And then I kind of give up there. I just haven't completed it. Same thing with Chrono Trigger. Been oh. through half the game twice, never finished it.
1: Chrono Trigger is like 60 to 90 hours, though.
0: Okay. Maybe I wasn't as far as I thought. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I don't know. When they were out, like back in the days of Super Nintendo, I always liked Final Fantasy 3 just because it had the larger cast of characters. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but I just always thought, like, that made it better. Chrono Trigger seemed a little more, it, maybe because I never made it too far, but it seemed a little more linear. Like, you meet this character, they join your
1: team, then you go do this. And, there's way less characters, yeah. I, if I remember right. It's like four or whatever.
0: Yeah. Although, I got to say, like, playing Final Fantasy III as an adult, and, like, now with this vast gaming knowledge behind me, like, it Final Fantasy III even seems very linear now. Mm. It doesn't seem as open-world... Yeah. As, uh, as it can was back anywhere. in the nineties
1: <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. my, uh, flying, what was that flying ship? I think it was final fantasy two that I rented and I played for like two hours and I thought I beat the game. And then it just, it was the loading, cre- the credits of mm-hmm. the starting game. And I was like, what? No way. Because I was used to buying a game, renting it for, I mean, renting a game, beating it that night, you know, I'd stay up all night, beat the game. And then we, and then this one was like, fuck you, two hours just to get our beginning credit wow. scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this looks pretty cool. Uh, it's been a while since I played a platformer. Nice. All right. I
0: can't remember if we've talked about this game before, but I'm going to bring it up again. Banner, Banners of Ruin. So this game is another one of those card-based combat games. Although, no. Yeah. All the rage, but this one has mice and it's got, I don't know, a little more of a realistic art style, mm. I suppose. It, it almost looks a little, um, like Renaissance painting, maybe a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it looks cool. It's on sale for fifteen ninety nine. It just came out in 1.0. And, uh, I don't know. I've been looking to sink my teeth into a, a game because I'm going to have some more free time with classes ending soon. So. I don't know. I I still have to play another card-based game because I've loved Grifflin so much. So many hours. Hey, Bobby, (laughs) there's this one called Magic the Gathering. Not that kind of card-based game. Okay. I'm talking about um, something like Slay the Spire, Mm -hmm. which I haven't played that either. Maybe I should check that one out. Um, I don't know. Tainted... Oh, yeah, that one you were playing not too long yeah,
1: ago. Yeah, it's great. I only stopped playing it because I was so busy. Um, or Monster Train, either one of those. They're pretty... Um, Tainted Grail. Tainted Grail, yep. Yeah. Super solid, dude. You can play it off my account free. There you go, boom. boom. You're welcome. <laughs> all uh, right. Uh, these are all you now. Okay. The last one I wanted to bring up, this is called
0: Fuga Melodies of Steel. And this is not my type of game, really, but... Uh, but it had an interesting angle. So it's an RPG, I guess a JRPG, I think. It's got that kind of art style. Um, But you play, your team of characters operates a tank. So you move the characters around to different positions in the tank, and I, I assume you level them up, and they have different abilities or whatnot. But the combat, you are in this giant fortress of a tank, through the uh, through the turn-based combat, which I thought okay, that's kind of cool, um, yeah. But who knows? This game's forty bucks, little little high on the uh, price point Oof. there for me,
1: yeah. But it does Looks look like, like Metal Slug. I mean, a little bit on the on the outside. When you're talking about the actual uh, the tanks, look like it. But when you're talking about the characters, yeah, hand drawn art. Yeah, is that me? Yeah, Sorry, that's your dude. phone. <laughs> I was like, where where you say, coming from? <laughs> I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah. And it's still going on. I can't stop it, no, Mavi. You're that guy at line in the bank. Yeah, which I'm uh, jerk. oh my god, you know, dude. who stands
0: uh, who stands in line at a bank anymore? Though, where do no. people stand in line?
1: Um, Disneyland.
0: Disneyland. <laughs> well, either way, you're that guy right now. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm the asshole.
0: Um, oh, this one's got are those cat or mice? I think those are mice. Anthropomorphic you, you like mice. The anti, uh,
1: anthrop- I can't say that word. Anthropomorphic. <laughs> anthropomorphic. Um.
0: I mean, if it's an Asian thing, then it's probably going to have anthropomorphic <laughs> characters in it. But you're two for
1: two now, dude.
0: Oh, just today. Did you know what I was watching and immediately turned off that Netflix show where they go on dates, but they're all done up in like oh, the filmmaker. I thought
1: it was awesome.
0: I I don't know. It just it. Well. It didn't quite have the drama as a comedy. Of for I think it's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I watch it for five minutes. and I'm like, all right, let me see your face. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I don't care about a lot of the the, the other art.
1: Stuff. W- I mean the the makeup was so good. It's incredible.
0: Like it's incredible. Yeah, they it's called it, it's uh,
1: Sexy Beast. Sexy Beast. Yeah, and it's on Netflix. And um, they go to lunch. One, it's like a it's a dating show. It's, yeah, it's love a connection. Show.
0: It's love connection. But they're in full makeup. They're dressed as like a mouse or. Um, like perfect like movie
1: level uh makeup basically and they go on so they have no idea what each other look like and uh yeah the girl picks one of three guys right or do they switch it uh
0: yeah sometimes like the guy's a contestant sometimes the girl's a contestant yeah um yeah it's pretty impressive hair and makeup that they do for that anyway all right well i think that's all we got for on the radar
1: yeah, we're, it's going to be a short episode. We're missing two of our crew. I can't even find the link to our uh, Twitch that I've been trying to promote it on our Discord this no, whole time. Twitch.tv. Well,
0: just you happen to ask. It's twitch.tv <laughs> slash digital underscore
1: logic. <laughs> Good thing we had set that up, dude.
0: Um, okay, well, let's talk about some games that we've played. Um, this has been kind of an interesting week for me. I've actually completed some games. What? Yeah, I know. When does that happen? Yeah, we're not supposed to do that. (laughs) Yeah, we play two hours and then we say that we think it sucks.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I, I played, I, this isn't really a big deal, but I finished Battlefront 2. The, both the, um, the main story and the little DLC they put at the end. And it's terrible. It's probably one of the worst single-player games I've ever played. I mean, it's, it's not like offensively bad, but it's just so lackluster that it's hardly worth bringing up. The only thing that I want to mention is it's kind of nice that they tried to incorporate it with the star Wars movies that were coming out at the time. Mm. I, I don't know if I, I appreciate that attempt or if it annoys me because what really annoys me about star Wars is how they have to tie everything in together. I, I don't know if you've been watching the bad batch or not.
1: I watched the first like two episodes, three episodes.
0: Uh, then you probably didn't see this episode. They have to go rescue some character named Moochie. I think it's Moochie. Yeah. And they get there. Turns out Moochie actually a rancor. And Mm. it's not just any rancor, it's Jabba's rancor, you know, and it's like, come on, like literally everything in this, this wide, vast Star Wars universe has to tie back to the central characters. And it's something they always have to do. And it's super annoying. So in Battlefront, you know, in The Force Awakens, when uh, Rey is wandering jakku and there's that downed star destroyer in the sand looks super cool yeah yeah you participate in the battle where that happens Mm. and there's a part in the game where he said where your buddy Shriv says oh wow well you look at that and the camera moves over and then it pauses on there for a second just to give you a minute to recognize that hey this was in the movie that's awesome really draw attention
1: to it yeah and then but that's how you do it right right like the other one is i feel like They're just kind of shoehorning it in there. I don't know. Just just the mere fact that it's done now. Oh, come on, Bobby. It's so that you go. It's so that people, people love that. You don't love it, but people do be, they're like, Uh, Oh, that's the thing from the thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing from the thing. Yeah. There's this amazing show that was on called man seeking woman and nobody really watched it. It was kind of flew under the radar, but check it out. It's like three seasons. I think it's on Hulu right now. It's so good, but there's a, one of the episodes in the third season, like he get, it's got Jay Baruchel. Uh, um, you know who he is. He's been in a lot of Seth Rogan comedies, but he's sitting watching this uh, TV and he gets hooked on all these like ten part documentary series. And he's watching this one about Converse, like Converse shoes. Uh-huh. And then, like, you just see him watching TV and somebody on the television's reading a letter. And then at the end, it says signed. Archibald Converse and then his eyes gets wide and he goes the guy from the shoe. <laughs> and that just pretty much sums up like all that all that D- stuff dude, for me. Uh, my,
1: so my buddy is an 80s fanatic and all you know I mean all he's doing is bringing up lines from movies that nobody mm-hmm. and he'll just keep going and nobody know nobody in the room mm-hmm. is following along but he's doing these deep not even that deep but it's just like it was thirty years ago, dude. Like, <laughs> like uh no, I don't remember forty years ago? How how long are we talking about? The eighties? Thirty years ago. Thirty or forty years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on where
0: you're at on the decade.
1: Yeah. So anyway, um so I'm like li- and and he's been listening to the audiobooks because he he drives for a living now. So I said, listen to Radio <laughs> Ready Player One and uh and get back to me. Oh my God! The laundry list of texts I was getting. Yeah. They talk about this stuff. It, like it is all he cares about is like.
0: Yeah, that's uh, all that's in that book. That, book. Yeah, that's well, all I, I didn't is. read the second one. I read the first it's one, and the first one's the yeah. same thing.
1: It was a big yeah. letdown. a
0: lot of lot of. I, I don't even know if they're that deep cuts. No, they're not. Uh, Lady no. Hawk is that a deep in the cut? second
1: one a lot more? Okay, because you know they use them all up in the first one.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Somebody said they had a theory that uh, this is probably not like specific to any one person, but wherever you're at, people are always obsessed with the decade thirty years ago. So in the eighties mm-hmm. they were obsessed with the fifties. Yeah. And then I guess in the twenty tens we were all obsessed with the eighties.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Could there's some maybe. So nineties, nineties comeback coming yeah. around this. Oh, time? Um Sam's watching uh because she's a nineties kid. She's watching um the the nineties I don't know what it's called it's on Netflix and it goes through all these different important phases of the nineties and oh, okay uh, there's a whole episode on autotune and it's really really like good stuff um how it came about uh, T pains whole thing about it and how mm-hmm. uh, how other artists were using him as a feature so basically so you wouldn't say that um, L- Jennifer Lopez was using autotune. Oh, Jennifer loses auto- autotune. You can't, you can't listen to her because it had such a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. It was Jennifer Lo- Lopez featuring um, T-Pain mm-hmm. and people were basically using him as a scapegoat, but also using him, as, you know, cause it's all it is, is a setting um, mm-hmm. within, uh, I, I think Apple's GarageBand or something like that. Uh, but it took him, nobody would tell him what it was. And so he just went setting by setting. Uh, he said it took him like two years to find what it was. To find the one yeah, setting. Yeah, to find the, to one, find the one switch. Or a combination of settings, yeah. <laughs> in GarageBand. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Ugh. Where were we?
0: Where is, it, is this a
1: video game podcast? Oh, we were talking And by about. the way, I don't think they're all rats in this Banners of Ruin. I think there, there's bears is that a bear? and bear.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's no, it's bears animals. It's animals. animals. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was talking about Battlefront 2 and how disappointing that single player was.
1: Dude, you've been all you do is talk shit about that game and continue to play it.
0: <laughs> well, I wanted to beat the single player. Like I had to do that. It's like a two-hour game, right? If um,
1: that.
0: No, the DLC is really really short. Like maybe an hour. The, like three missions, really quick, the initial game, eh, maybe five or six hours it's just it 's a lot to do at once because mm. it 's pretty dull, yeah <laughs> all right, um, but the other game that I beat was called Papetura. Mm. Now I played or I mentioned this game a while ago. This has been on my radar for a while. yeah, this is a beautifully animated puzzle adventure game. And actually, let me bring up this video on YouTube because there's an outstanding video on YouTube uh, Called the making of Pape Tura and really this is the most exciting part about the game Unfortunately, the puzzles in this game are not that good Uh, Some of them are even just straight-up guess and check Hmm. like there's not a lot of thinking through and solving the puzzles Um, So I was a little disappointed in that but the game really makes up for it in its graphic style. And the process that they used to make this is they, this team, it must be a small team of people, they actually took paper and crafted these environments and lit them and then photographed them, put them into a computer, and then tinkered with them a little bit more and turned them into the levels that you're now playing through. So the game itself has this incredibly realistic look to it, even though the animations aren't like super great, you know, they're a little wonky, but, um, the settings are absolutely beautiful and it really plays with, with light a lot.
1: And, uh, it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Just from what I've seen, but you've played the game. Is it one of these things where, uh, you know, after the first 15 minutes, it's worn off the, the, the appreciation for this art style
0: not really because you go into different areas and you see different things and here's the thing the game was a lot shorter than i expected this game is roughly one to two hours depending on how long it takes you to solve the puzzles so it's it doesn't really wear out it's welcome just because it isn't around for very long
1: what'd you pay for it
0: this game what is it on steam it is $11.99. I, I know I got it cheaper on that. I think it was on GOG or something, but I, I got it on sale. Um, I mean, if you want to go like price per hour, yeah, maybe that may not be worth it because it is kind of a short game, but, you know, catch but, it on a sale or whatever. Like, I, I'm pretty impressed. And it, we say this all the time, right? Side-scrolling adventure game or puzzle adventure game, really good graphic style. And then we clumsily try to explain the graphic style. But um, the work, like the the craftsmanship that went into this is very impressive.
1: Yeah. There, you know, I, I, I don't think anybody has the argument anymore, our video games art or whatever. But this is clearly art. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. It's handcrafted
0: beauty. Yeah. It, it would have been nice if the game if there had been more yeah. to the game but they probably put in so many mad hours yeah exactly dude. i'm like just watching this video and like everything that he's doing to cross this
1: level i am exhausted watching
0: yeah it, i imagine it that's what it came down to it was just difficult to make this but who knows this could be this could lead to something else. Their second project. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Could could you imagine that, uh, you know, some big way at EA is like, love it. We need two more. And their hands are all arthritic. They just can't can't do it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm always impressed by people who can work with their hands like this. Yeah. It's yeah. Check it out. Whatever Bobby just said, doesn't do it service. You got to actually see it. Yeah.
0: What he's designing here. This is actually where you start the little cocoon where you begin and, and, God yeah, it's it's crazy. Like I'm thinking about how long he spent designing that and you spend ten minutes in there, yeah. five minutes in there.
1: Yeah. It's unfortunate. I, I was thinking about that when I was playing um It Takes Two. I was playing that this week. And they you know, towards the end, uh, I didn't know this because I just got there for the first time, but um, you know, it gets darker because a lot of the game it, you're in the little girl's imagination. And then after that you are kind of uh, the book takes over uh, and he it's no longer the girl's imagination and it takes like a darker turn. And the once you get out of the have to be a little kid thing and they, it opens up the possibilities. The, I mean, huge, giant worlds that. Are so beautiful but you're, you're literally just running through it as fast as possible mm-hmm. you know there's no appreciation for all this work that went in if you would just stop for one second and just look around there's all this cool stuff but you might do it if it's a single player game but in two player games a lot of times you're just running forward mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah because you, you appreciate the other person's time and also you know you're just kind of trying to get it done uh, a lot of times in single play, you, you'll stop and smell the roses. But co-op, it's hard to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think artwork generally goes unappreciated in games a lot.
1: Yeah, and um, to that end, I want to talk about The Ascent. Um, Chad and I played it. This is the first time Chad and I have played a game in like over a year and a half. Uh, we played for about an hour, and th- that was it. Um, so this is a... It has a few things going for it. It's kind of like a twin stick shooter, and then it's also like has some Diablo in there. Um, it's in a cyberpunk world, and that might be the best thing it has going for it. Uh, the backgrounds are incredible. Um, I, as I was playing, I, I kept thinking about um nick and when he's talking about these hive worlds that are just like trillions of people on a planet and the you know the, it's kind of like a what's that star wars uh planet that's all city coruscant yeah coruscant it, like the deep the sewers of coruscant must be like like what this game looks like it's just dystopian cyberpunk and it looks fantastic. You're looking at these backgrounds and the what's going on in the like the world operating as it were, and while you're you're just walking about and shooting bad guys, but all this shit's going on in the background. Another thing it reminded me of was Black Mesa when you're on the tram mm-hmm. and like there's just shit going on in the background and it just kept drawing my eye. Meanwhile, I'm getting eaten by aliens, but um besides that, um, like Diablo, you're fighting like waves of monsters and stuff like that. Uh, you're shooting them, but there's not like drops all the time and you're inundated by inventory and all that stuff there. It's, but there is progression. So there's a lot of different things going on. You can, uh, mutate your body, uh, with putting on different kinds of, um, enhancements. You can, there's a skill tree, uh, apart from that. And then there's another uh, and then there's equipment, so there's three different things that you have to manage and it's not overwhelming or anything like that. Like you just play the game and but there is a lot of variation. You can go for like a melee build, you can go for um, a shooting build, you could do all kinds of stuff um but we were definitely having fun, and I will continue to play this uh definitely a good co-op game to to jump in with your friends. Um, as I was playing this or when I was loading this up, I scrolled right past, uh, Robo that I talked about last week. And I'm like, hmm. why am I not playing this? Like, I really need to be playing this. And the reason that I'm not playing it is magic, the gathering arena. It is taking up all my free time, like a hundred percent of it. And I'm glad to see that. Um, I don't know if it's me or, um, just, you know, the new set coming out. But a lot of people on our Discord are sharing their usernames and we're all getting together and starting to play and it's so much fun. I've been playing against, I mean, I wouldn't say playing against JP Diddy. I've been fucking trouncing that motherfucker uh, over and over. Uh, Poor guy. Uh, eh, He won once. But, um, yeah, it's great. Um, There was a time in Magic that we all refer to when when I started playing, and in the sub- subsequent years, we would refer to when Magic was fun, and when Magic mm-hmm. was fun was like before you found out that there was a tournament and there was like a meta and like these mm-hmm. are the cards you need. It was when you just build what you can with what you have and go play your friends because they're on the same level as you, and that's how I totally feel where I'm at with Magic the Gathering Arena because everybody that I know, I feel like. Uh, has it dumped a lot of money into this, and so we're all fundamentally playing with the same cards, and we're all just kind of playing each other, and mm. that's all there is to it. There's no tryhards dumping seven hundred dollars yeah. into it.
0: So plus, the internet changed things a lot too. Like it, you could go online and you could look up what the best deck is and yeah. why it is the best deck. We used to call
1: them net decks. Yeah,
0: yeah, net decks. When I was playing the Star Wars CCG, um, it was right around the time where. I mean, there was an internet side to it. There were like uh, message boards where people would trade games and talk about the game as well. But it wasn't like it is today where first Google search comes up and it's just like, boom, there
1: it is. Oh, not these are all that. So I was like, I was looking up net decks, right. Just to Mm -hmm. see, like get some ideas. And, uh, the way that these websites make money is like, you can just make a click and they'll send you that deck. You know what I mean? Like in card form Mm -hmm. and they have different price tags. I, anywhere from $150 to like $750 because you know, it's got all the hot cards in it. But like I said, with magic arena, um, you have wild cards. You can make any card you want in wherever there was, you know, like as long as you have the wild card for that level, you know, mythic rare, rare, whatever. Uh, if you, you can make whatever you want. So if you get enough myth, um, Uh, wild cards you can build one of those crazy decks you could probably only build one you know for free Mm -hmm. but you'll have one solid you know tournament deck and and for free dude like i'm having like i like i said the grind is fun so it's not grind it's just like i'm just having a great time at a certain point um so i was i was unlocking a pre-constructed deck every day every 24 hours and then when I was going to unlock my sixth one, uh, they gave me a quest to cast 100 spells. It took like eight games. And then uh, eight, they gave me five packs, five uh, pre-cons. So now I have 11 precons. cons They stopped giving them to me. But, you know, with those pre-cons, you can mix them up and make your own, you know, combinations of games. Or you could just like... Uh, modify them to have cards that you like, prefer over other ones. Cause you know, pre-constructed decks, they're good, but they also put crap in there because they, they know that like they want you to fuck tweak with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's no way to avoid the net decks, but I guess it just comes down to balancing
1: too. Well, you know i'm not playing ranked either so mm-hmm. if i were going to go to ranked that's when i'm going to run into then a then you got to go now. super try hard yeah you got to go super try hard but i'm just in the magic still fun i'm am mm-hmm. at that stage and i don't i don't even know if i want to make that jump i'm having so much fun in just random play and you only have to wait like 3 seconds for a match and yeah dude people aren't like rage quitting or it's just a good Overall, like I said, ten or ten. Do they have things in place to prevent people or to penalize people who rage quit? No, but even if they do, you get XP and gold for beating them.
0: Mm, So, like when it's like um, uh, Hearthstone, where if they leave, you just automatically win.
1: Yeah, you automatically win, and you, like you said, you get accolades for it. So there's a bunch of times, you know, I'm playing on my phone, something comes up, and I concede out of nowhere. I don't, I have zero guilt because I know that that person's uh, working mm-hmm. towards their quest for the day, their dailies, you know, yeah. and, and it, and it pays towards that. Hmm. I
0: do miss those magic times when, you know, pre-internet, pre-net deck, all that, where you would play with just your friends and you would, a, a meta would build just within <laughs> your circle oh, yeah. of friends. And then I, I don't know if you, you must've gone to like tournaments and stuff. Yeah. Or even casual stuff. But my friends and I would go to that. And then you'd get a taste of what other people were doing in their metas. And you'd learn a few things. And um, it was also based... uh, The whole thing with customizable card games is it's a collectible card game, too. So your deck was based on availability, on what you could get. And when you were a kid, you couldn't just shell out a bunch of money and buy boxes of these cards and get whatever you want. Like, you'd do it pack by pack. Maybe you got something good. I remember one time I got Yoda in a pack, when the Dagobah set was just released and I was like, Oh my God. And that, that was like the centerpiece for my whole deck. Now it was like yeah. around Yoda. Cause that was one of the best cards that I
1: had. So yeah, absolutely. man. And that's what John was talking about last night. He's like, all right, these planeswalkers are pretty planes. planeswalker is like something you can build a deck around. And a mm-hmm. lot of people do. It's like a, what do they call that in hearthstone when they, they
0: brought something similar to the planeswalkers in, it, it was like this, um, Character like they had Cthulhu or something. I, I don't know if it worked exactly the same. Well,
1: it's almost like because, like, uh, you as a, a human being playing Magic the Gathering, you're you are the planeswalker mm-hmm. and you're getting hit when the creatures get through, right? Yeah, but in Hearthstone, it's this character that's getting hit, uh, that you select, like the hunter, the rogue, right? Yeah, and so this planeswalker card is kind of like you're putting down a character that is a proxy for you well when they attack you they can choose to attack the planeswalker or you mm-hmm. and so it, it, it adds a whole other dimension to it so uh john's like yeah i'm going to look at what planeswalkers i have and build a deck around it cuz obviously they're they're pretty strong uh that's one route you can go i mean I have zero besides I did buy the season pass cause I'm fucking addicted mm-hmm. and I wanted to get more what out is of the season pass $20 oh, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. and dude, uh, like it doubles your rewards. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm like, I'm grinding it out and having a great time. Why not double my rewards? And it's retroactive like as most, um, season passes are. And, um, uh, what was I saying? I don't know. I <laughs> knocked off my thing. Uh, but either way, uh, in love would be the name.
0: Yeah, it seems to be all the rage on the discord.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: you know, I was actually checking in on the Star Wars CCG, the, the site where you can play that. If you look up like starwarsccg.org. Um, they have a they had this web version that was a lot better than the old the Holo theater Application that they used to have like 10 years ago. The web version was a lot better, but it was still like not that great. Nothing like this. I mean, this uh, Magic the Gathering arena looks like Hearthstone practically with all the animations and everything looks great. Um, but they do have a new version for the Star Wars CCG that's built in Unity. So it's a lot better. It's still, you know, it's not up to this. It's a much smaller team. Everybody's working for free, all volunteers.
1: You got to give it a shot, Bobby? What's going on here? Magic the
0: Gathering... <sighs> I don't Come know. on, dude. You had a good time. I don't know, man. I get obliterated in these card games because I'm so new at them.
1: Uh, I thought that, that the progression was... I mean, I, I was winning a lot. But I, w- at the very beginning, I, I could see that I, they were putting me up against beginners. And I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Even mm-hmm. though they were unranked. Like It, it knew how many card, uh, games I had under my belt and stuff. Oh, okay. um, so it was giving me the... And I was just running right through them, but I—they're it, going to work you into it, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some matchmaking at yeah, play Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, j- just the last thing—I um, really—I think I touched on it last week, but if you want to make a free-to-play game, you need to understand that those people that are playing for free add value to your service. Like, it makes wait time smaller, and just a larger community is better. So you have to like literally pay them to be around and this game knows that and it pays you to be around i have a collection of like 500 cards or i don't know fucking how many 600 cards for free you know for just mm-hmm. having fun wow yep cool 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 cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> the more you say it the less i believe it
0: all right well so
1: explain this fucking hoopla Bobby to me.
0: Oh yeah. We had some hoopla this week. Last yeah, we, week was uh, some blizzard hoopla, but I guess we're kind of used to that by now. Yeah. It's always something with them.
1: Um, I talked to Chad. I was like, Chad, like, you know, why are you harassing people is what I told him. And, <laughs> it, and he's like, oh, dude, it's causing so much problems at work. That's all he said.
0: Uh, yeah. Activision blizzard. Yep. Um, but yeah, so this week the the whole thing that everybody is enraged about is apparently there's been some regulations in states, including ours, California, where high or uh, I don't know, man. This is uh, a very complicated issue, but just the general gist of it is that high end computers or electronics can't be shipped to certain states because they have new laws regulating. Um, the power that these things use. Mm -hmm.
1: So the way that the... (laughs) Are we going to start getting an Energy Star uh, (laughs) PCs?
0: I mean, there's a lot of stuff already in place, but and this was started a long time ago, and it's just coming into... It's now affecting gaming computers, which is why a lot of gamers are talking about it. Um, There's a really good video by Jay's Two Cents that does a good job of summarizing all this as best it can. Uh, there's a lot of really weird things. So the clickbait title is, um, you know, the government's trying to steal your your gaming computer, right? Like any high-end PCs, they want to ban them.
1: I just chained mine to the wall today.
0: <laughs> they're coming for it. <laughs> um but that's not really what's happening. In fact, like a lot of the high-end gaming PCs make it past the filter on this, and even or the mid-tier ones are more affected. So there's some things that don't quite make sense that's about strange. this. Yeah, and they they probably need to work some of that out. Um, but basically what this means is that if you go to some of these sites like Dell or Alienware, and you live in California or one of these other states affected, and you try to order one of their computers, they won't ship it to you. Mm. Um, because they have not yet gotten the computer up to code. So it meets these requirements. And these requirements, um, they're based on all sorts of different things. Some of it, including the hardware that you have in your computer, but also the power settings of the computer as well. So the whole idea is that they want, they're targeting computers that use up a lot of energy by just staying on all the time. And they don't have these power saving features and they use up a lot of juice. Um, And of course, this is, uh, the bottom line for gamers is, yeah, it prevents you from buying pre-built you can still build a custom PC. No problem. This has no, can you though, Uh, can you, how long until they come for those? (laughs) No, no. I bet like
1: there's no parts still, right? Um, it's getting better.
0: Yeah, actually, uh, like the AMD R9s, um, like the 5,900 X, uh, are those R9s or R7s? I can't even remember. But uh, the 5900X, those are on uh, Amazon for uh, close to MSRP right now. Last I checked, graphics cards are still ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but processors seem to be a little bit better. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's... God, it's getting harder and harder to be a PC gamer. I don't know this whole thing with like the power regulations. We're going to forget this even happened in a month. I think like this, I, the yeah. companies are going to say, "Okay, I'll tweak this knob here. I'll do that. I'll do whatever yeah. I need to do. It's up to code." Now I am shipping that because yeah, for sure, I think Dell can't ship certain computers to California. They're losing business. I am sure they're going to do something about and it. And
1: I kind of feel like uh, they were going out. They're bucking up the wrong tree. They pro- probably somebody saw how much. Uh, mining was you know energy consumption mining was doing mm-hmm. and then some said, oh computers are evil and then somehow regulation got passed i, I really well, think no, it no. was it's probably a, something like that
0: well i i don't know maybe that that has something to do with it but the, this whole thing doesn't just affect gaming computers like it's affected other things before it affected gaming computers mm-hmm. we just nobody cared until it was oh, gaming gotcha, computers gotcha. yeah this was started
1: like I Our think, people didn't care.
0: Yeah. And I, I think like the first regulations were like set in place like 2015 or something. Mm. So, I mean, this has been, and the companies have known for like years and years that this was going to happen. So, you sure. know, it's, I don't know, it's a complicated issue, but I'm sure it'll work itself out and we'll all be able to play video games. Yeah, I kind
1: of agree with you. It's going to, they're just going to do what they have to do to yeah. stay in business.
0: Yeah. And then yeah. Activision Blizzard is going to do something else and then we'll all be talking about that. Yeah. Fucking Chad. <laughs> <laughs> what's chad gonna do next all right so listener questions i guess so listener questions god We're zipping right through it. i'm not used to moving this fast all right first one comes from Warconius. do you think how a game does financially carries the same cachet for gamers that it would for moviegoers and the box office
1: hmm.
0: first of all Definitely. does that carry cachet at the box office? i guess it does it does it does people like to brag about somewhat. it
1: Somewhat. somewhat yeah. Well, like
0: Marvel, that Avengers movie made like the most money that a movie's ever made. That was a real
1: big deal. Yeah. And well, they cheated though. They had two releases. I feel like they cheated. They che- they released it and, like six months later. They had the like 3D version or whatever. Yeah, it was. but
0: still, it, it would have. I mean, what's crazy is that it, the re-release. Yeah, they they finally beat Avatar. Yeah. What's crazy is that Avatar made that much money back then. Yeah. Like, that's for sure. That's crazy.
1: I, I, while you were on youtube i saw that there's maybe the trailer for avatar 2 i haven't seen it have you seen it no i oh, have to not. check that out uh, apparently two and three are in the can they're just being edited right now yeah yeah i cannot um, wait um I, I would say less because uh, i feel like people have yeah. say people will be like i will sell that marvel movie by being like dude it's the best uh it's the most money making movie ever. You should watch it. But I, I probably wouldn't say that about a game. I would, yeah, you wouldn't I would, that's talk a weird about, brag for yeah, a game. Yeah, I would talk
0: about other things about it. Like when GTA five sold like what was it, eight hundred million dollars worth yeah. or eight hundred like some ridiculous number. Like there was some articles about that, or like I remember hearing about that, but nobody's just like I mean, we don't come on the podcast and be like, Oh my god, dude, Pape Tura made this much money. Yeah, yeah. that's not a but,
1: and when we're talking about movies, a lot of times you'll lead with how much it made. Yeah, and you lost. always
0: bring up the box office. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think it's quite the same. But what are the things that we do? I mean, how do you pitch a game?
1: Yeah, you 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 talk about all the other games. It's kind of like, that's what we do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's a lot of word of mouth for me, like really what um, what other people are playing and what they say about it. But
1: yeah. Except for Emilio fucking jacking <laughs> off about Magic the Gathering for two weeks and getting zero interest uh, out of you. All right. All right,
0: next question comes from Zap. Do you think that Game Pass, that the Game Pass style services are the future of buying and playing games? Why do you think Valve hasn't created their own Game Pass style system? Two-part question.
1: That second one's really hard. Uh, if uh, any, oh, that's the easy
0: one, man. They don't think? need to.
1: Yeah. That's true, <laughs> but it's already in play. If they wanted to. I think it'd be pretty easy for them. Would to Would they
0: really make that much? They're getting thirty percent off of every game they sell. Yeah. So would they really make a lot of money?
1: But I do feel like they're losing. They are losing, um, you know, a significant amount of sales to you know Game Pass and the other ones. Not that much, but Game Pass is definitely taking a big chunk.
0: I don't know because Valve was here, our Steam was here for so long. A lot of people like myself, have so many games in there that that's kind of where they prefer to go to games. So yeah. they, they've kind of lodged themselves as the home base for your video games.
1: But would like, like here's the average you got to weigh out, right? Does um, I don't know what the average person on Steam buys. One AAA, two AAA per year and a couple indies, right? So that's mm-hmm. $150 maybe. And then if you're is that more money guaranteed than if you were to pay $10 a month guaranteed every year?
0: Yeah, it's tough. See, Origin had an easier time with this, with their Game Pass, because it was all EA-exclusive titles, right? So it was a great way for them to promote their games. Valve doesn't really have that. I mean, I guess they could do that with, like, Half-Life or Artifact. or (laughs) uh, That was a joke. But... They don't really have the games to do that with, so they'd have to, I guess, make deals with other developers. It would be hard,
1: yeah, because they have every person that every developer they have mm-hmm. a, an agreement with, they have to go and ask if it's okay for them to put them on their new yeah. platform.
0: And it seems like the companies that are doing the whole Game Pass thing, it's a way for them to push their ecosystem forward. Like Microsoft Game Pass wants you to be part of the Microsoft ecosystem yeah. origin wants you to be part of the ea ecosystem and everybody's
1: already part of steam. it's
0: kind of like yeah yeah so valve doesn't need to do that like everybody else is trying to pull people away from steam and steam's already got everybody
1: so speaking of which i have the ascent jp diddy has the ascent both bought them on steam guess what it's on game pass i, I have to make right. this new well <clears throat> nick bought the ascent for me so that's okay. why but uh yeah, you really got to check. Oh, I got to check way more often, dude. It's happened probably twice this year. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the first part of the question, are Game Pass-style services the future?
1: I feel like we've hit peak pass. Like, <laughs> peak pass. I can't even think of another company that would make one, but Bethesda already jumped on with uh, Game Pass, right? If Steam doesn't do it, I don't know who else would. Maybe GOG? Somebody like that? Nah,
0: I don't think they'd do anything like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Microsoft Game Pass seems like, it doesn't seem like it's going to get any better than that. Yeah. Because they it have... it keeps getting better. Yeah, they they release titles. They come out day one, they're available on Game Pass.
1: AAA but, titles, like, three a year. That's mm-hmm. pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I, I don't know if you're going to top that. Plus, they got a pretty wide library, too, at this point.
1: Yep. Still but, not worth it, Bobby. Not, not Bobby Sheckles.
0: <laughs> I mean, Sheckles it's not worth shinier. it to me, though. I, I feel like you need to ask the... Um, we're fucking old, man. Like, yeah. we don't, we don't. Our opinions don't matter anymore. Um, you need to ask the next generation of kids coming up here. Like They're the ones that have not... They don't have 7,000 games in their Steam library.
1: You know. I always think about bits for the show, but I'd never do them. And one of the bits I want to do is like, once a week just getting something from game pass and just kind of like promoting it. Cause like, mm-hmm. why not? It's free for me. And you know, I might shed light on something that somebody hasn't seen. Yeah,
0: It's tough to gauge because like we grew up in a world where there wasn't even free to play. Yeah. Like we had shareware for a bit in the nineties. That was a thing, but it, things really changed during the late two thousands. And all of a sudden like, you know, it, it became so much easier to play video games
1: my fucking mouth dropped when I saw that uh, TF2 was going free-to-play. I was like, what does that mean? I don't yeah. understand what that means. There really was the Pioneer in the
0: free-to-play thing. Like They're the,
1: a Pioneer, and so it's the greatest game of all time. Yeah. Shit. Maybe I'll be playing that this week. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you want to wrap it up, Bobby? Yeah, let's
0: talk about what we're going to be playing. So, I don't know, maybe TF2. But actually, you know what I i have wanted to play and i keep forgetting about it is warcraft 3 i've mm. been slowly ever since reforged, reforged came out yeah. i've been slowly working my way through the campaign on mm-hmm. the hardest difficulty and i don't know i've got to be more than halfway through it at this point but i, I want to pick that up maybe i'll play a little uh multiplayer um some customs or something.
1: So when you get to a point where there's like a cinematic, it cuts to the old cinematics or they have new ones. Well, it's the old cinematics, but it's with the new textures.
0: Mm. So, I mean, it's pretty much the same.
1: Okay. Gotcha. Uh, let me talk about my hot sauce, Bobby. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, it's called insidious with the word seed in it. It's kind of like a clever thing we did because it's full of seeds and we sneakily snuck it in there. Um, If you take a look at it, it looks super-duper hot because it looks like chili seeds. But no, there's a bunch of, like, yummy seeds in there. Um, Pumpkin seeds and all kinds of stuff. Uh, You can go to our website, insidious.com, and if you use promo code DLG, you get 10% off your first purchase. And uh, it's super yummy and completely original. So check it out. Uh, Tell me what you think. And I will... uh, let you shield on my show <laughs> um as far as what i'm playing i mean i don't see any I don't, i'm not going to be slowing down on mtg I, I don't see that at all i do have to play some more verdun so we have we have mm-hmm. to fit, we have to wrap that up and then, the week. Um, yeah and then going later um i'm pretty excited about new world i have only heard good things about it it comes out at the end of this month so i want to be playing that uh, it'll, uh, uh, definitely one of us will throw it up for the game of the week. Um, yeah, but going into next week, Rebel Quest, if anybody will play with me, Ascent. Those are the two I would like to play when, like literally John and I will sit down and like, right, ready for some Ascent? Yeah, yeah, right after one game of Magic. And then we'll just play Magic for 45 minutes and then, <laughs> we'll, and then our wives are yelling at us. So no interest in Orcs Must Die 3. I mean, I'd check it out, but... I feel like I already have two games that I'm not playing that are better than it. You know what mm-hmm. I
0: mean? Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. Um and speaking for Bobby and nobody else and myself, uh Orc titties. They gotta be hideous, huh? Warts and shit. It's gotta be terrible. Can't be good. It's a horror show, dude. Behind <laughs> behind the old Brazier. I'm
0: trying to think if I've ever seen a female orc. Orcs? Yeah, dude. World well, of Warcraft. Full yeah. of them. Yeah. Okay. If you say so. <laughs>